Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Waifu for Sale podcast. I'm your host, Branson. Today, we're going to be dabbling into a few things before we get into the main topic. I mean, let me just uh, start off with this. This is my first attempt at doing a podcast, and I'm sure there's going to be a few slip-ups and a lot of editing on my part, so hopefully I can get the hang of things in future podcasts. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to tune in again at uh, either YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes. That is, if I can even post to iTunes. I'm not sure if I have to pay for it yet. We'll see after this. But, uh, yeah, let's get right into uh, a little thing about myself. You know, I'm a 19-year-old high school graduate. Um, I I live with my grandmother. You know, great stuff, right? Um, so far, I just accomplished my first goal of grabbing my license, uh, grabbing my first car at the age of 19. How uh, spectacular. I'm... I'm Three years late. How great. But, uh, yeah. I'm just a guy who really loves anime, loves games, love anime games, love game animes. <laughs> sort it online. Haha. <laughs> uh, that was a really good one, so. But, uh, I'm rambling on. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, let's start off with my week. How my week has been going. Now, you know, Sundays, typical day, I wake up, I have to go to work in the afternoon, come home, sleep, tenor. 11 hours, wake up, do the same thing over again. But Monday, Monday, I wake up, I rise and shine at about 11 o'clock, feeling good, feeling refreshed after a long 12 hours of sleep I got in the night before. I'm super excited to go hop in the shower and start my day, grab a cup of coffee and just enjoy myself, watch my favorite anime. Then an unexpected event occurred. Here I am, enjoying myself, sitting down, morning routine, just waiting for, uh, you know, the hot water, the hot water to, uh, come on in the shower. As I look down at my phone, I see, what is this, an email? I better check it, because it says something about a trial has ended. And I'm thinking, oh no, what is going on? I never signed up for a trial. Clicked on it. It's a cam girl website, which is really confusing since I'm not one to sign up to cam girl websites I mean come on this free stuff out there but upon seeing that this cam girl websites trial let out I found out someone had been using my credit card and my email to sign up for this website and the trial ended and they charged forty dollars from my bank account and I know you'd be thinking why why would someone steal my card but also at this point, I was thinking, why would someone spend $40 on a month of cam girl websites? It's just illogical. There's so much money you could have saved just going to insert website here. I mean, come on. But still, I had to go to the bank, drive all the way to the bank. Turns out they couldn't get my money back until the, uh, the money would go through. The money has not gone through yet. But I had to cancel my card, and as I told said bank teller about my, uh, what happened to me, my, my experience with today, or er, my, my experience with Monday's routine abruptly getting changed with this cam girl website, she looked at me in awe as in I had just struck down her dragon pet, her maid dragon. I had just killed her maid dragon. Because I wanted the, the cam girl site. She told me, she looked me right in the eyes, 
yeah, it seems like these type of websites really want to scam you, and I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to recollect my mind of what she's trying to say to me. And I've, I finally came to the conclusion, I bet she thinks I signed up for these trials, or signed up for a cam girl website and they spread my information around. I would never do that. I tell you, there's two places that have my email and my, uh, my card information. Would probably be Amazon, because I buy stuff on Amazon, or Apple Pay. And I'm going to remove both of those just in case, except for I have to wait until Persona 5 comes out. I need to charge my, uh, charge my account for that. But, moving on. Also, here's the thing that also includes my credit card info, like I just said, Persona 5. Okay, Persona 5 comes out in five days as of this recording, and I have to say I'm so excited to get my hands on this game. You know, I played Persona 3, I played Persona 4, I watched Persona 4 the animation, I played for Persona 4 Arena, oh my god, I just, I'm excited, I'm just ready to have this game in my hands. It's... I remember when back then they uh, they had that little teaser where it had chairs and balls of chain. That's right, balls of chain, balls and chain, sitting down, you know, just just hanging on to these little chairs, and that was their little sneak peek into Persona 5 coming out. And what was it? I think either 2009 or 2011. Either way, it's been a long time since they announced this game, and I've been waiting frantically. Oh my God, I've been waiting so long to get my hands on another Persona game. I am not going to waste my time on the DS versions. I am ready for Persona 5 in five days. I recently pre-ordered the Take Your Heart edition on Amazon. Oh my god, I cannot wait for that either. You know, I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to find a way to find space on my mini fridge slash TV stand slash collectibles like holder thing. Like a, it's like, kind of like a, uh, my my mini fridge shelf, as you can say, with all my collectible amiibos and Akibento items. But what I'm saying is, I need my Moragana plush sitting there, all beautifully, whenever no friends come over because I don't have any. Then I'm gonna, I need to put my box somewhere, maybe hang it up. Ooh, better yet, I could grab the box and put things in it. That would be nice too. On another thing, we have the beautiful. Selective soundtrack, which, you know, I spent a hundred dollars on it. You'd expect the full soundtrack, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I think Persona 5, I've seen the reviews and the ratings, you know, really close to perfect. I think it's worth my hundred dollars. I'll throw it in Atlas's face, okay? But the Selective soundtrack, I'm going to be listening to that every single day while I work. Every single day. Driving to work, while I'm at work, I'll probably get annoyed of it after a week. But still, it's it's the action. It's the thought that counts. Oh, either way, if you don't know Persona Five, if you don't know what Persona Five is, you're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. But Persona Five, I'll, I'll break it down to people who don't know. Persona Five, it's a uh, Japanese-style RPG dungeon crawler that takes place in Tokyo. It's the seventh installment of the Persona series, and if you haven't played it yet, then I would highly recommend either playing Persona 3 or Persona 4 if you have not yet. I'm sure you will be fine starting off on Persona 5, but these are also great hits that will leave you playing for hours. Persona 5, set to release on April 4th, like I said, five days of this recording. Oh my god, I cannot wait. But yeah, since I don't have Persona 5 yet, 
I've been uh, sticking to binge playing Horizon Zero Dawn lately, and uh, it's it's a pretty good game. I love it. Um, you know, the main story has a recommended level to do certain missions, and I've just been grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. I've just been doing all these side quests, killing dinosaur robots. Ooh, this ah ah. I I save my shells. My shells are being saved up so I can create arrows, so I can buy things. It's worth it. This game is worth every single penny I've spent on it. I didn't spend that much because I traded it in. I traded in GameStop credits or whatever for this game. But either way, it's amazing. Now, this game, I would recommend to anyone who would like open games. Or, if if you are a person who thinks combining Tomb Raider's climbing slash like material gathering aspects mixed with... I'd say maybe open world like Far Cry or Elder Scrolls to be a good idea, then this game is for you. Also, it's got a huge map. I've only exploring one-sixth of the game so far when I only have like, I have like 15 hours in. It's, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to think that. This game's probably going to last me a long time. I'll probably have to put it on hold for a little bit while I'm binge playing Persona 5, but either way... It's PlayStation exclusive, so you'll have to buy a PS4 if you do not have one. Which, uh, if you're if you're wanting to get Persona 5, then I'd definitely buy a, a PS4. I, I'd spend that money. It's worth it. It's worth it. But, yeah, pick up Horizon Dawn if you want. Pretty cool game. Yeah, let's uh, move on to the anime news. What I have lined up for today is a few articles or topics I've found interesting in uh, the last week or this week. So I'd like to tell you guys about it. Naruto Shippuden. Oh, Naruto Shippuden. Naruto Shippuden's last episode aired last Thursday after 10 years of being broadcasted. I'm not completely caught up on the show at all, to be honest. I have seen a quarter out of a thousand dollars of it. Okay. Now, I've played Naruto Storm 3, Naruto Storm 4, and I've played those stories... And I guess I have a good grasp of what's going on, but there's still parts that I haven't seen. And uh, I'd like to just watch it instead of play it, you know? Get the full story into me. Absorb it. I really want to take place in the journey. The journey that Naruto and his friends go on. I just want to... I want to feel like I was there. The game kind of helped me out with that. But I need to... I need to have the visual representations blaring at me as I'm sitting here unconsciously staring at the TV and them showing me what's going on. It would be really, really nice to see the la the later episodes and see what's going on with the grown-up Naruto. That'd be nice. Definitely Boruto. Boruto's coming out real soon. I think April 5th. Uh, I can't wait to see that. I don't think I'm gonna need to binge watch Naruto to watch that, but definitely gonna check it out. But more on the news... Funimation's Your Name English Dub will launch in theaters April 7th in the U.S. and Canada. And since January 2017, the film topped Spirited Away in the worldwide box office with a gross of $281 million. And since then has been labeled as the second highest grossing anime film, the second highest Japanese film, and the fourth highest of all time in Japan, with the third being Disney's Frozen. The second, of course, being Titanic, and then the first, of course, being Spirited Away. I'm super excited to see the English dub cast of this movie, and I probably won't be able to see the movie in theaters because there's not really any airings close by where I live, 
but I sure as hell am going to snag a Blu-ray of this whenever it comes out. It's, ooh, I need to see this movie. I need to see this movie. Now, moving on, sadly, into some more unfortunate news. Daisuke Sato has passed away at the age of 52 from a coronary artery disease last Wednesday. For those of you who do not know who Daisuke Sato is, he is the writer alongside the illustrator Shoji Sato, who had brought us the anime and manga High School of the Dead. Now, I liked High School of the Dead. Pretty good anime. Too bad there wasn't a, another season, but still. Much like whenever a creator passes, they will still live on in their work and their fans, and I'm sure we will miss Daisuke Sato. Well, that's enough of my banter and recent news. So far, I'll tell you guys this. A lot of editing my way after this. But yeah, let's move on to the main topic of the podcast. If you couldn't guess by the title, this is my winter 2017 anime discussion. Now, first off, I don't have another single person to talk about in this room. It's just going to be me and your ears. I hope you're ready. It's probably not going to be amazing. This is my first podcast, of course. Don't judge me. But still, I'm going to try and make this as enjoyable as possible. Now, let's start off with a disclaimer. I have not watched every series that has been aired this season, so if you have an anime you wanted to hear about and it isn't in this discussion, I am very sorry. I either found disinterest in it, or I haven't gotten around to watch yet. Now, keep in mind that any comment I have on a particular series is strictly my opinion, so please don't attack me on Twitter if I didn't watch or enjoy your favorite anime this season. Thank you for tuning in, you've been warned. Now that the disclaimer's over, let's start this discussion off with the series I've completed or I've been caught up on this. Starting off with the first series, we have Bang Dream. Alright, and a glass of water later, we have Bang Dream again. Now, Bang Dream starts off with a first year high schooler named Kasumi Toyoma. Ever since she was young, she's been searching for a sparkling and exciting sound she named Starbeat. After just starting high school, she comes across a star-shaped guitar after snooping around in the storage of an old pawn shop owned by the grandmother of a girl named Arisa Ichigaya who is smart enough to be allowed to skip school when she pleases. I'm jealous. Now, together, Kazumi, Arisa, and three other local girls end up joining a band named Poppin' Party, with the dream of playing live at the local music venue space. This anime revolves around the members of Poppin' Party as they spend their time growing close with one another, whether it be with their hijinks or their emotional moments they have during the show. Now, right off the bat, this show reminds me of the cute, moe, fluffy Kyoani anime Kale. Just like Kale, and I see in Bang Dream a, a decent amount of plot placed in the series, I guess. They're they're all moving towards the goal of going towards playing in space. Um, but still, it just seems like they're all just having fun together. While it lacks in an abstract plot, it makes up with a fantastic lineup of songs that I enjoy listening to on a regular basis. My favorite being Happy Happy Party. And after seeing K-On! in my early high school days, I've yet to find a similar show to fill the once fluffy but now deep void I had in my heart. After seeing Bang Dream, the feelings and memories I once had came back to me and I started loving every episode since episode 1. I guess the one thing that would completely recreate my feelings would have to be more cat ears and maybe more cake and tea. Now, this anime is still really good in my opinion. I've seen other people talk about it, their own opinions, but me? I really like this anime, and I would definitely highly recommend this anime to anyone who's seen Kaom, Kinoro Mosaic, Kinoro Mosaic, or any anime that makes you just feel good while watching it. If you're having a bad day and need someone to cheer you up, 
this anime would be right for you. And as of today, there's only 9 out of 13 episodes of Bang Dream, so you'll have plenty of time to catch up. Now, this anime, I'm so happy that they finally got Saya in the band. Oh lord, I am so happy. I, She was going through a little rough patch, like really sad because of her last band. She's like, oh, I can't be in a band anymore, but now, oh, I'm just, I'm so happy all the girls are together. They're enjoying themselves, and, but getting to the last episode I just watched, I'm just, it's crazy how they left us on, on that spoiler that little cliffhanger, not spoiler, but cliffhanger, where where they they had no idea that space was closing, and it was so upsetting to see them all happy up on stage, just just messing around, seeing what it would be like to be on stage and playing, and then and then the shop owner of space had to go up and and tell them that space was closing, and it's like just seeing the girls unexpectedly hearing that space was closing when this was their their whole goal, the whole time, it's just really sad to see, and it made me super sad. So, hopefully, hopefully something will happen. I, I think, I think somewhere down the line, they're either going to have the last show at Space, or Space will not close. Um, I, or maybe, here's a little insight of my mind of what I think might happen. I think, I think Bang Dream, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Pop and Party, they've played played at high school. They played at their school. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna do their last show. I'm thinking they're gonna do a show at space on one of the last days that space is open. And I think that all those people from high school are gonna come and sell out that business. They're gonna they're gonna add revenue to that space and then they're gonna be like, we're not closing space because damn poppin' party is showing up and giving us money. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. They're going to be able to stay open because Poppin' Party is fantastic and everybody's going to love them. And they're going to continue enjoying themselves at space. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Okay, but now, speaking of musical animes, the next one on my list has got to be Fuka. Now, I have a lot, a lot of things to talk about with this anime. Now, Fuka. Fuka is a musical anime with a high school romance mixed in. Now, anything that has romance and isn't Gundam will catch my attention. Now, with Fuka, the series caught my attention and held on onto it all the way through 12 episodes. I feel like there were some faults to it, but we'll get right into that in a minute. Fuka starts off with a Twitter-addicted high schooler named Yu Haruna, who just moved into town. On his way to buy dinner, he runs into a mysterious blue-haired girl named Fuka Akitsuki, who breaks Yu's phone assuming that he was trying to take a picture of her panties. He and Fuka ends up through certain events, joining up with three other high schoolers to make their band and try and make Fuka's dream to pursue music come true. When I first started watching Fuka, the idea of who I wanted to end up with stayed in the back of my mind from episode 1 and on. I like to talk about who would be a more profitable waifu to sell over here at Waifu for Sale. Okay, now, I've seen people say the same things, so I'm not alone on this one, but I would much rather have Koyuki end up with you in the series. Oh... My lord, it's sad to see that the blue-haired girl Fuka, how dare her, break up longtime friends from being together. You know, well, here, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. How dare Fuka, how dare her go up to the band and tell them that she's not part of it anymore, that she wants to go solo, and I'm sitting here 
Like, you, if I was, if I was in the band, and there was this blue-haired girl who egged me on to join a band, to play in a band, I start enjoying myself at this band. I quit track to join a band. I stop doing my daily habits to join a band. I'm in love with playing in this band. And then, out of nowhere, the, the, the singer of the band, the one person keeping the band together, decides she does not want to be in the band anymore? I would be so heartbroken and upset because I would, I wasted so much time playing in a band. I enjoyed myself, its memories, but still, all this time I've been in this band. But it's for nothing because you ruined our band. Like, I've, you wanted, we did this to pursue your dream and eventually came our dream, but now our dream is crushed as you still move on and be a solo musical artist. How rude of you, Fuka. How rude of you. And then she goes on to, Oh, I realized my feelings for you. Oh, no. And then you is like, Oh, uh, this whole time I was dating Koyuki, and now I realize my feelings. And so as soon as Koyuki's about to give me the slip, give me the move, she's got about to do a move on me, I'm like, I'm sorry, because in my heart, I love Fuka Akitsuki, and I'm sitting here like, I do not want this. I want, I want Fuka, uh, okay, no, I, the dream, the perfect Fuka in my mind is Fuka in the band, lead singer Fuka, they get famous, bam, there, but still, bass player you would be with Koyuki, bam, this is what I want. I wanted Koyuki and you to have their dream of playing together on stage. Yes, but I, I also wanted them to be together, and I, I don't like Fuka. I'm sorry. I liked her in the first few episodes. I thought it was cute. I, at first, like every other romance comedy, or not comedy, but every other romance show anime that I watch, I'm sitting here like, okay. Let me just get a good look at this main character, because this character is going to be the love interest of the other main character, and this is how it's going to be, and I'm going to accept it, and I love this girl. Now, moving on a couple more episodes, when Fu when Koyuki comes in, she's like, I like you, I like you, you, and I'm like, okay, I don't like her that much, but I kind of do, she's a cutie pie, but here's the thing. Fuka likes you. They're all, they want to be together. Oh, it's so cute. I can't let this Koyuki girl stop Fuka and use love. And then it moves on to the bath scene. This is where things get a little annoying for me. How Fuka's like, oh, Koyuki, I don't know how you do your songs. I've never loved anyone before, so I can't express myself. And so she's like, oh, Koyuki's like, oh, thank God she doesn't love anyone. So I'm going to swoop in and steal you from her. So, I'm sitting here like, okay, Fuka does not like you. She doesn't care at all. You liked her, but now, you needs to be with Koyuki. And this is where all the drama happens. What I just said, oh my god, and it's just really, ah, it's upsetting. I'm sorry. This is the one part I didn't like about Fuka. I love the music. The music, Climbers High, really good song. I think it was like, Wind, Fair Wind, really good song. For You, good song. But... But I'd much rather have it be, instead of for you, for Koyuki. That would be amazing. But still. Okay. Now. 
Now, I guess, like, I, I kind of expected this. I've heard about the, the manga. I'm not sure if the manga goes past these uh, select 12 episodes, but still, the anime and manga is called Fuka. I shouldn't be that upset. This is bound to happen. It's all about Fuka, but still. I, if only they could have a little, like, spin-off kind of, like, couple episodes, like they did with K- or, uh, not Kaon, but they did with Clanad, where instead of Nagisa and Tomoya together, it was Tomoya and Tomoyo, or Tomoya and one of the two purple-haired sisters, but it'd be like Koyuki and Yu's little, ooh, little show episode that would just make, ooh, make the shippers happy. That's all I want. That's all I want. Um, dang. Ah, I'm sorry. Other than my rant, um, yeah, the music was really good. I, I'd, I'd like to say it's at least my top 30 favorite anime OPs. Climber High, really good. Listen to that for, like, weeks on end while I was working whenever I first watched this anime. Really good. Sorry about the rant. Let's move on to Gabriel Dropout. Now, here's a quick synopsis. For centuries, heaven has required its young angels to live and study among humans and in order to become full-fledged angels. This is no different for top of her class Gabriel White Tenma, who believes it, it is her mission to be a great angel who will bring happiness to mankind. However, Gabriel grows addicted to video games on Earth and, begin, and eventually becomes a hikikomori, proclaiming herself a fallen angel. She is a- apathetic, apathetic, uh, yeah, to everything else, much to the annoyance of Vignette April Sukunose, a demon whom Gabriel befriended in her angelic early days on Earth. Now, Vignette's attempts to revert Gabriel back to her previous self are in vain, as Gabriel shoots down any attempts to change her previous lifestyle. As they end up spending their time on Earth, they meet two eccentric personalities, and the angel Raphael Raphael Ainsworth Shirara? Shirahara? Gabriel's classmate with a penchant for sadism, and the demon Satanshia Magdal Kuromizawa, a clumsy self-proclaimed future ruler of the underworld. Now, Gabriel Dropout follows these four friends' comedic lies that they utterly fail to understand what it truly means to be a demon or angel. Now, this anime, this anime, start up right off the bat, kind of reminded me of Umaru-chan. Just, the first episode, bam, here's an angel who goes to school, comes home, and is a neat is nothing but a shut-in. The only thing about Umara-chan is that she was a two-faced bitch. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, um, she was two-faced, and she was, uh, every time she would go to school, she'd be different. She'd be like, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm a normal girl, I read. But, no, Gabriel drop out. Gabriel just goes there, and she's like, ah, I just want to go home and play video games. But still, this anime, I was like, what is going on with this anime? I don't want another repeat of Umaru-chan. After the first episode, after we meet most of the cast, bam. Oh, now I found out it's kind of like Umaru-chan, but with angel news. And, you know, that was whatever Raphael and Satana come along. That made the show ten times better. These are my two absolute favorite characters of the show. Uh, I, I guess, well, I do like Vignette, but still. Every time the white dog steals Satania's melon bread, oh, I couldn't stop myself from laughing each time that happens. I mean, it happens a lot, but it's never overused. It's hilarious. I love it. It's funnier over time. But I also love to see Raphael and her sadist ways to make Satania do a bunch of things on her own satisfaction. Like, trick her, try and confront Gabriel and t- totally fail in the first few episodes. J- I, 
like she she was upset. I thought it was hilarious. First episode, the angelic like Gabriel goes to school. Not really. She's an angel, but at this point, she's a shut-in neat. She goes up. She she throws a can. Bam! Completely messes. Fall on the floor. Satania's just like ah. What are you doing? You're supposed to be an angel. She throws it away. She's like, ah, I'm going to throw this bottle away with the cap. I'm evil. And she feels that she's not demonish enough because an angel is doing stuff like this. So she's, she challenges Gabriel as a rival. So then it goes on where she's facing, Satania's facing Gabriel in a classroom, an empty classroom, and just failing as Raphael is just sitting behind the door just laughing her ass off. It's just hilarious. But then moving on to another part where Raphael is just being so mean to Satania. I feel so bad for her, but I think it's hilarious. It's it's the episode where they're all sitting here. Um, what was it? It was Gabriel, Raphael, and and Vignette. They're sitting here talking about how they're they're planning a trip to the beach. Satania's sitting here like, yes, these people, these these dang people are going to come up to me and they're going to ask me to go with them because I'm I'm amazing. I'm the top demon. They're going to ask me. And and sitting here, Vignette's like, oh, maybe I should go. I need to go ask Satania. And then Raphael stands up. She's like, no, let me go tell her. Then she goes up next to her desk. Completely hilarious. This part got me. She went up and said, hey, Satania. And she's sitting here like, yes, oh, they're going to ask me. And then Raphael's like, we're planning a trip to the beach. And then she just walks away. Oh my god. That was hilarious. Now, Satania, the look on her face, she was just like, oh, oh my god. She was. She seemed like she was just scarred for life after that. Oh, this so rude to her, but it's just so dang funny. Now, first off, this show doesn't really have a particular goal they're aiming for. I guess, like, the plot's not amazing, but... Um, in the latter episodes, the last two episodes kind of got like a little thing, a little conflict that they have that they're trying to fix. But that that's pretty much most of the things. It's most that's pretty much most of the plot that's in this. Most of the time, it's just like four girls, kind of like Lucky Star and the shenanigans taking taking place on screen. Um, it's definitely good anime in my book. Um, I'll probably watch watch it again if I if you want to have fun and laugh and just funny stuff. Kind of like with, kind of like with Bang Dream. If you just want to sit on screen and watch it and laugh, then yeah, I'd watch this anime. Super good. I'd recommend it. Um, just like Gabriel Dropout, we have another comedy anime. Now, well, it's pretty much mostly comedic, but this anime is mostly Sword Art Online, but comedic. That's how I can kind of explain it. This anime is Kuno Subarashi Sekai Ni Shukofuku Wo Two. Also known as Konosuba 2. Now, this is season 2. I'll give you a brief synopsis of the first season. Now, uh, season 1 starts out with Kamaja Sato, a neat whom on the way back from buying a video game, saves a girl from a car that's about to hit it. Turns out, the car was a slow-moving tractor, and Kazuma gets laughed at by a goddess named Aqua, who tells Kazuma that he can either go to heaven or get reincarnated into an RPG-style fantasy world. Aqua tells Kazuma he's allowed to take one thing to aid him in his quest. Upon hearing this, Kazuma chooses the goddess Aqua to come since she gave him so much grief from laughing at his death. They then end up in a world where they are tasked to take down the Demon King as adventurers. Also, they meet up with a Chinibyo and a Massachusetts Knight and carry on with their adventure. You know, the simple stuff you'd see in 
in a stuck-in-the-game kind of anime, but not really. This this anime is hilarious. The first season of Konosuba was fantastic. At first, it was leaning toward a lot of RPG jokes in the beginning, but further on, it started leaning towards hilarious antics of the main cast. Now, after watching the first episode, I had to binge-watch this anime, this uh, season one in two days, and get caught up with season two. Now, <coughs> now let's start off with season one. Season one, okay. They want to be adventurers. They want to destroy the Demon King. Aqua wants to go back home. She wants to go back to uh, being her angelic, her her goddess ways. Kazuma, he just wants to defeat the Demon King and have fun, I guess. I don't know. Um, they meet up with Darkness. Darkness loves just weird stuff, okay? Shinibio, Megamine, oh, she, she is the best. I love, I love it so much. You should see the, the videos on YouTube. They're like, Bakaretsu, Bakaretsu, la la la. And then, oh, explosion. Amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about dumb stuff right now, sorry. But still, this anime is super good. Super, super, super good. Now, let's talk about a few scenes. Alright, the party, the panty scene, the panty scene. Really weird. I feel like most of the, uh, the... The art style, it's kind of wonky a little bit. It's good, but it's, like, kind of wonky. You should see the, uh, the OP to Season 2 where, like, the faces are just weird looking. Um, but, yeah, the I feel like they put so much money into Kazuma's, like, panty scene where she where he learns steal and he steals that girl's panties and he's just, like, moving his fingers around in such a weird fashion. Like, oh, come here. Oh, my God. It was just really... Really weird and very, like, good quality. <laughs> just his fingers just, ooh, moving around, wiggling around. It's weird. Now, Darkness, Darkness is weird, too. She loved being dragged by that cart in Season 2 while they were going to the Hot Springs. It was nothing but just dragging along. She's sitting here like, oh, yes, drag me, drag me, I love it. She's she's a freaking weirdo, but I, I like her a lot. She's my waifu in this, in this uh, series. I don't want to be named in Lolly Con, so Megami is not my waifu, but I do like Megami. She's a little cutie pie, too. But still, Darkness, that joke is used a lot in this season. I feel like it's used more in Season 2, because there's more, like, kind of backstory around her in this anime, too, or this Season 2. But, uh, it's still good. It's, it, it's, it's not getting that old. But, either way, this anime, really funny. During the few last episodes, it, it sucks that, uh... You couldn't get a full 24 episodes in, but it went to episode 10 of the last season, of season 2, and, uh, they of course defeated, I think, one of the, one of the captains of the Demon King, the Demon, another captain of the Demon King's army, then after episode 10, shows a game over, really sad, really sad, I hope, I, I hope that there'll be another season, if there's still more of the manga, like most animes try to do, is bring you a certain amount of seasons and then try and make you watch the original art. Try and, they're trying to sell the manga to you. Um, I, I definitely want to read the manga. I'll probably buy it. This this uh, anime is just too good not to. Um, I I expect nothing bad to come. I I doubt I, I honestly doubt that they'll ever defeat the Demon King. I think they're just just messing around. They're too too funny, too dumb. Uh, their antics are just dumb. Ugh. This anime really good, really good. I loved it. You know, definitely check it out. Moving on to another anime, we have Masamune Kun's Revenge. Now, I got a lot of stuff to talk about in this one too. A lot of stuff, just like Fuka. 
there's some uh, major parts that I'm angry about. Now, start off with the synopsis. Okay. As a child, Masumune Makabe once suffered greatly at the hands of a wealthy and beautiful girl named Aki Adaki, who nicknamed him Pig's Foot due to his chubby appearance. Seeking revenge against his tormentor, Masumune works hard to improve himself and returns as an incredibly handsome, albeit narcissistic, high school student. When he encounters Aki once again, he is prepared to exact vengeance. With the aid of the rich girl's maid, Yoshino Kawai, Masumune slowly begins to build his relationship with Aki, intending to break her heart when the time is right. However, as his friendship with Aki begins to grow, Masumune starts to question the objectives of his vicious plan and if bringing them to fruition is what his heart truly desires. Now, first few episodes, I'm sitting here like, okay, this girl who who's calling names, she's kind of a rude girl. She is mean. I do not like Aki at all. Her character, I do not like her. I like her the tiniest bit, okay? The tiniest bit. In latter episodes, I start feeling a little sorry for her because she's sitting here like, oh, but I loved that fat kid so much. But Masu Masamune is like, ah, you, I don't like you at all because you called me that name. You shouldn't have did that. Oh, she's angry in his own mind. And then that other chubby kid comes along. He's like, I'm Masamune. And I'm like, you're a damn liar. He's sitting here like, oh, I'm poor. And I'm just trying to get some money. Here's a scam. It's dumb. It's dumb. I want... I, I want Aki and him to end up together. Because for some reason, I do. Makabe and Aki... I Some part of my mind is just like, oh, they're the main characters, of course. But I need to... I kind of want to stray away from that as well because of this he turned down one of the only girls who will love him neko he turned down neko oh my god is he dumb this girl this girl may have okay so he turned her down she she's got some wrong things with her she she's messed up in the body but then she gets herself fixed but still but still she sits here she's like listen I, I just wanted to experience love just in case I die from this procedure I'm about to have overseas. And she's like, oh, I just randomly picked you um, just out of nowhere. But it turns out she didn't. She didn't. She knew Makabe from a long time ago, I guess. And I'm sitting here like, why? She's doing this for his own revenge. He's, he's wasting his time when he can be with a girl that loves him so much. This girl is so cute, and she's so nice, and I love her to death. I didn't like her at first, because I didn't want him, her to get in the way of his plan, but still, come to find out, the little backstory showing up, I, I love this girl so much, and it makes me so upset. Why would he turn her down? She is perfect for him. Ah! But, also, here's my thoughts on Yoshino. Yoshino, she's just trying to get back, she's using Makabe, just to, like, get back at Aki, because Aki treats her like crap because because she's his, she's her maid. But she's like, ah, give me like 20 sandwiches at lunch, Yoshino. Go, go. And Yoshino's, a little, Yoshino's like, I'm sick and tired of bringing her damn sandwiches every day. I want her to be hurt. And then, I don't know, she, she's, she's a terrible person too. Her and Makabe, what is wrong with these people? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Now, at first I started to think this, uh, this little chubby kid at the end, you know, He's, he's perfect for Aki. Go ahead, frolic. Until I find out that he's just a poor kid that's faking being Ma Makabe, and they're just trying to get money, 
And this whole show, this whole show is just out of whack. Ah, I can't stand this whole show, but I love it at the same time. Now, it ended, I, it ended on a damn cliffhanger where they're going on a trip to Paris or something like that. They need to hurry up and make a season two. I need to find out what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to have another season. I don't know if they're just trying to sell the manga. But still, I need this all to fall in place because this season was just filled with just different routes and roads and random stuff. I don't know what to look at. I don't know how to look at this show. All I know is I'm pissed off about about him turning down Neko. They need to be together. Really annoying. I'm going to have to wrap this show up now to move on with Kobayashi's Kobayashi-san's Chino Dragon Maid. Chino Maid Dragon. Kobayashi-san's Chino Maid Dragon. Also known as Kobayashi-san's Maid Dragon. Alright, let's start off with the synopsis. Okay. As Kobayashi sets off for another day at work, she opens her apartment door only to be met by an unusually frightening sight. The head of a dragon staring at her from across the balcony. The dragon immediately transforms into a cute, busty, and energetic young girl dressed in a maid outfit. Introducing herself as Toru. It turns out that the stoic program... Stoic programmer had come across the dragon that previous night on a drunken excursion to the mountains. And since the mythical beast had nowhere else to go, she offered the creature a place to stay in her home. Thus, Toru has arrived to cash in on the offer, ready to repay her saber's kindness by working as a personal maid's servant. Though deeply regretful of her words and hesitant to follow through on her promise, a mix of guilt and Toru's incredible dragon abilities convinces Kobayashi to take the young girl in. I guess she, I don't know, she young. I added young for no reason. Okay. Despite being extremely efficient at her job, the maid's unorthodox methods of housekeeping often ends up horrifying Kobayashi at a time, and at times bring more trouble than help. Furthermore, the circumstances behind the dragon's arrival on Earth seem to be much more complicated than at first glance, as Toru bears some heavy emotions and painful memories. To top it all off, Toru's presence ends up attracting several other mythical beings to her new home, bringing in a host of eccentric personalities. Although Kobayashi makes her best effort to handle the crazy situations that she has found herself in, nothing has prepared for this new life with a dragon. Now, let's start this off. Starting off on the drunken stupor that Kobayashi was in, I'm sitting here like, what could she have done? I've seen little scenes of what happened, what is what really truly made Toru want to come in? Want to come in and live with Kobayashi? Until last episode, we saw what was going on. We saw it. We saw what was going on. And I'm sitting here like, it's such a precious thing to see. I'm so damn happy to see some backstory. Well, not the last episode that aired, sorry. 12, 12 out 13. But still. Fafnir comes in. Friends with uh, Toru. Fafnir... He's like a gothic, gothic dragon, pretty much. Gothic dragon neat. So Fafnir comes in, moves into the human world, lives with Kobayashi's co-worker, Takaya, and all he does all day is just play video games. I've seen so many references showing Dark Souls in there, and it's just, it's, it's pretty cool seeing him just play video games. All he wants to do is just stay up, waits for... Takaya to come home, and then they go on raids or go on these events. On the MMO that they both play, pretty funny, pretty cool. My thoughts on Kana. Now, Kana, kawaii. Kawaii is the only adjective I can think of to describe her. Kawaii. Not cute, kawaii. Okay, Kana, she comes in. Hilarious, she's like, why, why you, you seduced Toru Kobayashi? And I'm sitting here like, oh no, 
She's not going to like Kobayashi. What is going on? And then it gets to the part, now they're like a happy family. It's like, Kobayashi and Toru, they're together. They're together, happy in love. They're not really, Kobayashi's like, whoa. But Toru's like, I love you so much. But here we are, we have a kid. We have a kid. It's like their own child, just going to school, having fun, doki doki. Um, she, it's awesome. It's awesome. Now, I, what I think is funny is how Kana will go to school and she meets upon a hilarious person. One of my favorite characters in this anime is probably that little girl named Rinko. She is absolutely freaking hilarious. It's hilarious to see whenever Kana does small little things, she'll nudge up on her or she'll, she'll do some cute thing near Rinko and she just doki doki outs her mind. She just explodes this heart in her mouth. She's like, ah! She's like choking on emotions. It's hilarious. I, I love to see that. She's just absolutely in love with Kana. It's freaking hilarious. Oh my god. Um, Luko, Miss Lu Luko, making Shota freak out because boobs. Now, this is funny. This is hilarious to see whenever you'll see scenes. You don't see that many scenes, but you'll see scenes every now and then of uh, Lukio's roommate Shota, that little boy, the little boy Shota, she, he's, he's sitting here, he's dreaming, he's dreaming in his bed, he's dreaming of playing with balls, or he's dreaming of getting hit in the face with, like, balloons or something, and it's, it's Luko's boobs just smacking him in the face, and he wakes up like, oh, why, and it's, he, it's hilarious, uh, at first, I was a little skeptical, like, what's going on, because he was like, oh, you're nothing but a demon, but she's like a dragon or whatever, um, but, He's hesitant, like, get away, but now he's kind of, he's growing, he's growing, he's getting a little feelings like, oh, last episode, they were playing, I thought this was really cute, whenever, uh, uh the, this 12th episode, he was throwing, like, beads at, at, uh, Lukol, like, get out of here, demon, get out of here, and she has a mask, and she's like, rawr, and she walks away, and then keeps on throwing the beads, and then she goes outside, and he goes in, he starts studying on his, uh, little mage homework stuff, and then he go he, he he's like oh no where is she and he runs out so he's like loco and she's out there playing with the cat like oh you were you were thinking about me or you were or you were worried about me just ah uh, so cute I I love that scene where like she was just like Rawr! I'm a demon oh funny 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 uh, all around this, this shows feel good feel good and feel good moments this is this is how I can explain this show it's kind of uh, I, I guess it's a slice of life, you can say, but it, it's definitely, it, it's, uh, it's that feeling you'll get whenever you watch a Kyoani. Um, this is just, like, one of, one of Kyoani's good, good shows it's at, at their finest. I love this show. Just like most of the shows Kyoani produces, um, this, this show, super good. This is probably one of my favorite animes this season, and it's just really amazing, really cute, really funny, definitely good. You, you just need to watch this anime. I recommend it. Now, moving on to Siren. Here's a synopsis real quick. Shochi Kamenta is the ordinary high school boy who is faced with the university entrance exam and worried about his future. This campus romantic comedy, Siren, which means honest in Japanese, despite his pure relationship with three different heroines. Each story is unique and mutual memory between him and the heroine. Okay, here's my thoughts on the first arc. Hikari. Okay. I thought she was awesome. I liked her a lot. Uh, they went on that trip. She cooked for him. It was perfect. I was just in love with this anime at first. I loved it. Moving on to uh, the last episode of the arc with uh, with Hikari. 
they're on the beach. They share a kiss, but she says, "I can't be with you. I have to follow my dream. I'm not going to be here. There's no, there's not going to be any point of you and me being together because I'm going to be gone soon. I have to go to college. I'm going to become a cook, a good cook, because of you, Kamita. Because of you, you Shota-chan, Shoichi-chan, you're the one who made this happen. I hope you can accept it because it was you to tell me to follow my dream all along. So he's like, okay, this sucks. I'm not going to be able to be with Hikari. And he's like, I, I don't talk to her. I don't get to talk to her that much, even though we, we exchange info. And then it goes along to the last part of the episode where it shows, like, five years later, or five or... I guess it's five. I believe it's five. Five years later. And it shows Hikari coming in like, oh, you're the new, uh, you're the college kid that's, uh that's gonna be working with me in this food shop hell yeah and he's like oh i know her and then it ends and i'm like oh i can't wait until the next episode where it goes into uh to what's been going on with her and him being like oh i know you and they fall in love that's what i was hoping for but then it moves on where he's back in high school and that's hikari as a little kid or as a uh, high school i'm like what's going on are they going back are they gonna show what 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 is happening i don't like this and i'm I'm sitting here confused out of my mind. Um, then, then I find out it's a it's another arc. So this because I I went to the show blind. I had no idea what was going on. Um, definitely, I'd read the synopsis before watching the show if you want to understand it. But then it becomes a second arc with this girl named Toru. Oh, it's not your maid dragon, but it, it, this is a uh, Toru Senpai, um, Miyame Senpai, or her something like that. Either way, this is girl named Toru, and she's a video game player. They both, her and the main characters, start start swapping deers, playing this little deer game, enjoying themselves. Then they play a, then they play a mech game, a mecha game at the arcade. And they're enjoying themselves, and then they're enjoying themselves. They end up their relationship gets closer. Um, they go to a con together. They're enjoying themselves, and then he asks her out. Like he asks her out. I'm sitting here, at first, like, what is going on, since I didn't read the synopsis, I'm like, whoa, I thought he was gonna go out with Hikari, what is going on, ah, and then, of course, they have their little moment, she kisses him on the Adam's apple, it's kinda weird, but still, I'm like, okay, they're, they're happy, yeah, I can't wait until the next episode, and then, um, there's this girl named Koyuki now, who's, who wants to inflict with the Toru, and then those memories are just like, bam, gone, it's like, it never happened, I'm like, ah, then I read the synopsis, found out, but the last arc with this younger girl, this first year, and then the main character going out, going around, filled with filled with pantsu, just just cute, just super cute. Gets to the part, um, they get through the part with Christmas. He asked her to go to a pancake place. She's like, Nah, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to the pancake place. I'm busy. Ends up, um, some. She gets jealous because she thinks that he's asking other girls around to go there, but it wasn't him. And then ends up on the rooftop scene. Super cute, super cute. Uh, he asks her out. She says yes, of course. And then all is well, all is well ends there. Um, this anime, I, I liked it. Got confused a lot in it, but I don't know. It. I I don't think I would rewatch it, but it was a good anime in my in my memory, I guess. Um, I I'd, I'd love it where if they made it where it was like three seasons. And each season of a character, that'd be nice, but, you know, I guess 12 episodes, 4 episodes each, uh, each heroine is cool too, but, you know, I'd, I'd probably give this around 6 out of 10, maybe, it, it wasn't that, 
that good of a romance anime to me, and I love my romance anime. I love my romance anime, and I'm sorry, this one just, it wasn't that good. I'm sorry. Now, that's the end of my shows I've completely caught up with. Let's move on to my shows that I plan to watch. Now, these shows, you might be angry with me, because these are, uh, these are three shows that I believe people have been talking about. I know at least one of them is, like, really important that I need to watch. And the the one is the first one coming up. First one, March comes in like a lion. Now, I, I believe this show was last season and this season, too. But still, I I have not gotten around to watch this anime. I need to. Over at Otaku Spirit, they talk about it all the time. Um, I just, I need to watch this anime. Uh, the synopsis, let me, let me read the synopsis real quick. Having, having reached professional status in middle school, Rei Kiriyama is one of the few elites in the world of shogi. Due to this, he faces an enormous amount of pressure, both from the shogi community and his adopted family. Seeking independence from his tense home life, he moves into an apartment in Tokyo. As a 17-year-old living on his own, Rei tends to take poor care of himself, and his reclusive personality ostracizes him from his peers in school and on the shogi hall. However, not long after his arrival in Tokyo, Rei meets Akari, Hinata, and Momo Kawamoto, a trio of sisters living with their grandfather who owns a traditional wagashi, wagashi shop. Akiri, the oldest of the three, three girls, is determined to combat Rei's loneliness and poorly sustained lifestyle with motherly hosp hospitality. The Kawamoto sisters, coping with past tragedies, also share with Ray a unique, familiar bond that he has lacked for most of his life. And he struggles to maintain himself physically and mentally through his shogi career. Ray must learn how to interact with others and understand his own complete emotions. Now, so far, I've only watched episode 1. I've I try to watch a little bit of episode 2, but Crunchyroll, you know, um, sometimes on Saturdays or Sundays, they have little problems where it kind of messes up with the anime. So I wasn't able to watch season or episode 2 yet. Um, I, I plan on watching it after I'm done with the podcast, but definitely episode one, it seemed super depressing, honestly. He did, he he went into the shoji hall, he didn't talk that much. I'm sitting here like, why? Why you do this? Why are you so depressed? And it made me really sad. And then it ended the episode where it, it showed where he would go to those sisters' house, and it seemed, he had a little bit of happiness, but not that much. And then... Of course, the episode ended where that damn fat kid was digging through his locker. I'm sitting here like, why? Why, why are you picking on him? I want him to be non-depressed anymore, but you're, you're making it worse. And, uh, yeah, so far, I, I, I gotta give it a try. The art style is a little, like, different. I, I've never watched an anime with this kind of art style, or this, uh... I don't think I've watched an anime from the studio, I guess, but it's kind of different. But I, I, I do need to, uh... I do need to watch this. I need to catch up and see what all the fuss is about. Moving on to the the second show I plan on watching, we have Schoolgirl Strikers, and it's based on a mobile game. It's in the near future, the newly established girls' private school, Goryokan Academy, has another face. The school has a special unit, Fifth Force, who is assembled and selected the school's student body in order to fight an enemy called Obori. Now, this is a story about love, courage, and friendship about the, the girls called Strikers. Now... That's all I know about it. I'm I, I not much to discuss here. Um, I've heard people talk about it. I need to watch it, um, but I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I want to soon. I'll be able to watch it. 
Uh, moving on to the last one that I plan on watching this season, Akiba Strip, the anime. Otaku similar to Matsu and Niwaga, Niwaka Dinkigai are shopping in Akihabara when it is overrun by vampiric cosplay monsters. These creatures, known as bug ones, can possess anyone they bite, and soon they begin causing mayhem across the city. As Tomatsu finds himself at the mercy of one of these creatures, he is rescued by the mysterious basketball bat wielding Matome Mayanaka. Together, they fight through several more encounters with the bugged ones, but before long, Tomatsu is fatally wounded protecting Matome. With no other choice, she revives him as a high level bug one, just like her. Tomatsu and Matome, along with the ex excitable otaku cosplay Arisa Ohokainen, make up the group the Electric Mayonnaise. What? Okay, this is the first time I've read the synopsis, so... Um, and they begin d dispatching the bugged ones in the only way they know how, by ripping off the clothes and exposing them to sunlight. I've heard mixed reviews on it, but I guess the animation is from a game. Just reading the synopsis is kind of like, what is going on? Like... What is the Electric Mayonnaise? That's just like the weirdest group name ever. But yeah, um, moving on. Let's move on to my dropped anime. I have two dropped anime this season. I'm going to start off with the first one, One Room. I dropped this anime at episode 4. This anime is all about first person view where you are the character and girls talk to you. I just wasn't a fan of this short and it seemed just too slow progressing and I had to drop it. It's just weird. I... I know there's uh, Roommates, I believe, coming out, where it's just one room with guys. I'm not going to watch that, of course, but I just, I didn't find interest. It just felt weird just staring at this girl talking, and then you sitting there, and then you, you hear her say, Oh, thank you, like you responded. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. But here's a synopsis if you want to check it out. It's a series of shorts that will tell stories of quote-unquote three sisters raised in your one room. Meet a girl named Yui first and didn't get to others. That is that is my note that I put down to talk about. That is not what I should have read. That's not part of the synopsis. Now, I met the girl named Yui, and I was two or one episodes before you met the other girl and the next girl in line, but I I just, I don't want anything to do with this anime anymore. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to watch this anymore. Not my cup of tea, like I said. So, yeah, let's move on to Handshakers. I got to episode one. I just, I couldn't get it, give it a chance. I'd probably come back and rewatch it again. But just, there's certain times, I feel bad for saying this. I know I shouldn't be saying this, but there's certain times where I just can't get past animation. And it's just, uh, getting thrown into the chain scene, it seemed like, like the weird animation of it, the CG looking kind of animation... It throwed me off, just, and then the fighting bondage scene confused the hell out of me. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely try it again in the future, see what the fuss is about, because I know some people are enjoying the show, others are just like, oh my god, I don't like this show, I just, I need to find my part in the middle. I need to, I need to watch it, but for now, I, I've been focusing on rewatching my love story, and I, I just, I need to work on that, and then maybe I'll come back to that. Here's a synopsis if you decide you want to check it out. This anime place takes in Osaka. This anime place takes in Osaka. In 8020XX and revolves around the Handshakers. Partners who can summon Nimroids. Weapons born from their deep psyche by joining hands. In order to grant their pair's wish, the Handshakers compete with and fight other Handshakers pairs. The top pair will then meet and challenge Kami. God. 
yeah, so I'll definitely, I guess, one of these days I'll check it out, but I don't know. I just, I don't know what I should do about it. I don't know if I should. Just the animation, I'll try and get past it. It's like this with, like, older animations. Like, I can't watch Inuyasha or Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I just, the animation is too old for me. I, I know it, I'm bad. I'm bad. But I just, I can't. I can't get around it. I'm sorry. But I'll, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. And maybe I'll do a review on it. But, yeah. Moving on to uh, to another segment. Top 5 shows of the season. My top 5 shows. Now, I'll start off with my top 5th show this season. My top 5 show this season, it's gotta be Bang Dream. Bang Dream, like I said before, really good show. I enjoy it. My number 4 would have to be Gabriel Dropout. Super good. My number three would have to be Fuka. Number two, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And my number one, Konosuba Season 2. Definitely. Gotta be Konosuba. Super good shit. Now, moving on. If you guys would like to ask questions or ask me questions that I can uh, make a little segment to answer them on this podcast, if I will get any, because, of course, first podcast, probably going to move slow with my audience. Um, but definitely ask me questions on Twitter. My, uh, my Twitter... Is twitter.com slash wifey for sale. There's no spaces, of course. If you go on my Twitter in the description, you can see my you can see my my anime list link on Twitter and check out the anime I've watched. Maybe ask me questions about that. Also check out Otaku Spirit. They were the ones who inspired me to make this podcast and talk about anime and all things related. They are definitely amazing people over there. Considering I've never talked to them before, but based off of hearing their podcasts hearing the podcast every day while I work, they're, they seem like exceptional human beings, seem like great people, we got Andrew and Chris over there, they seem like awesome people, if you want to check out their, their podcast, they have it on iTunes, um, check out their Twitter, just look up Otaku Spirit, and it should be Andrew on Otaku Spirit, just, they're amazing anime podcasters, they're practically the only anime podcasters that watch almost every single anime that comes out every season. They like to talk about all the anime that comes out every season. They will talk your ears off, and you will enjoy every second of it. Just go on there, listen. Just listen to Chris and Andrew's banter and and amazing reviews. And yeah, they're just amazing. Check them out, please, please check them out. They're awesome. Now, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to my first podcast. I'm sure it's a little, you know, off. Like it's not. Of course, it's not going to be the best. I just started. I plan on making more of these. Definitely, I'll have to see. Uh, I'll have to see myself make a schedule, and maybe release more of these to the public. Have a little short podcast. Have longer podcasts. Definitely, but yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed my podcast. If you want more, tell me on Twitter. Ask me questions on Twitter. Ask me anything you want, anime related, maybe not anime related, games related, anime games related, games related. Either way, just ask me stuff. And I will answer it on this podcast. Now, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You guys enjoy your day, and I'll catch you in the next podcast.